Thank you for listening to The Barbershop. I want to take this opportunity to ask for your support. The Barbershop is a black-owned media property that exists exclusively for the political, social, and cultural benefit of black people. I run it myself. The website, the articles, the writing and recording of all the shows, and the post-editing. It's all done by yours truly. I ask that you do your part and support black media. Something that's desperately needed. You can do so by becoming a supporter of the podcast. Just hit the support button at the top of the page. Also, please subscribe to the show. It really helps. I'm on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Lastly, I want to hear what you have to say. You can now leave a message by clicking on the message button at the top and I will play it on the next episode. On tonight's broadcast, I am going to go off top of my head. Usually I write my shows, but not tonight. I'm going to speak straight from the gut because I have something to say. And the theme of tonight's broadcast, if you will, the title, I guess, is uh, The Niggerization of Black People. The Niggerization of Black People. You see, because I get on here all the time and I talk about racism, white supremacy. It's been well documented. All you have to do is check my work. Check my track record. You will see that's all I talk about. That's what I speak on. Racism, white supremacy in the news. Racism, white supremacy in whatever's going on today. There's always the racism, white supremacy element. The racism, white supremacy component. Okay. So. Got that. But tonight... I want to focus on you. I want to focus on black people and what we do to fuck everything up. So we're going to put white people to the side and we're going to focus exclusively on ourselves because as miserable as it is, as miserable as our conditions are in this country those conditions could be a lot better if we did not make such bonehead dipshit dumbass decisions 75% of your misery is because of you we're gonna talk about it be right back Greetings, and thank you for listening to The Barbershop. During this quick break, I want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution. I don't have the financial support of the white podcasters, people like Joe Rogan, who's currently worth over $100 million. I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques 
the racist society we live in in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people. This is a space where we can have honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate. This is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life, despite what racist whites may have to say about it. Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media, film, television, and music, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people being independent from white people, this means being able to feed, educate, employ, and defend ourselves. Support the barbershop. You can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation. Now, if you don't support these values and if you don't want to support the show, then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black Negro media elite. Thank you. Keep it, boy. All I wanna do 
certain the numbers are certainly disturbing. Gun violence often impacts underserved and overlooked communities all across the nation. ABC 10's lead race and culture reporter Candace Red is live in the newsroom tonight with more on how gun violence is a racial justice issue. Chris, good evening to you. Well, nearly 40,000 people in the U.S. die from gun violence. This is every year, and that's more than 100 people each day. Well, data also shows people of color die more from gun violence compared to white people. And you know what? Black people top the chart. Tragic is probably not even the word. I don't even know how to describe it. America is facing a gun violence crisis, and it's not impacting everyone the same. There's things like this happening all the time um, in our black and brown communities. We, we have teenagers getting killed on a daily basis or, you know, a lot, a lot more than it needs to be happening. Black people are twice as likely as white people to die from gun violence. That's coming from the CDC and data collected by the Giffords Law Center to prevent gun violence. It shows black people are also 14 times more likely than white people to get hurt in a shooting. The Black Child Legacy Campaign is a nonprofit in Sacramento working to change those alarming statistics. We have uh, programs that have been in this community all over Sacramento you know, the last 30 years, but um, we're, we're not able to serve the way we would like to by being underfunded. Kenneth Duncan with the group says they need more funding for intervention and gun violence prevention programs. Welcome back to the show. You're in the barbershop. So I'm talking about the niggerization of black people. Nigger, you've been niggerized. You have. So you may say, Cobra, how do I know as a black person I've been niggerized? Look at your entertainment, nigga. Look at your rap stars. 
Look at your musicians If you can call them that Look at your popular musicians Digger Look at who your kids are looking up to Look at the expectations The general expectations of black people In this society Look at the actions Of niggas In this society Nigga you got niggas Going around in neighborhoods just mindlessly shooting their guns hitting children see never mind the cracker cops that unjustly kill black people every day we got that but what are we doing what are we doing are you kidding me mindlessly shooting your gun in a neighborhood hitting children just this week I think uh, George Floyd's niece Was shot While she was sleeping Nigga that's sick Now fortunately The little girl is gonna make it But that's beside the point I've seen too many stories like this And it's sickening And uh, the past few stories I've seen The children did not make it think there was one uh, in New York the child didn't make it several months back but got the, the niggerization of black people see only niggas do shit like this your children in the education system they don't want to learn shit why because you as a parent you don't instill in them the importance of education because you've been niggerized these crackers they denied you the opportunity of reading for so many years told you you were dumb said you weren't shit and by your actions you proved them right so you take your miserable children you put them in the school system and you don't expect shit out of them and they don't put shit in because there's nothing expected from them the dumb leading the dumb Face it, folks, we are raising dumb children, period. These kids are dumb as shit. And then when they get out of the school system, if they make it out without going to prison, okay, they don't have any skills. They don't have a fucking clue because they just shit it on all their years while they were in school. And didn't get anything out of it Then they come out and they're not Employable The children don't understand discipline They don't Just like the parents They don't understand discipline The boys hit The girls like their boys No standards No expectations No decency And then they, they get out of the school system and wonder why they can't get a good job the niggerization of black people folks the niggerization of black people no sense of being competitive unless we're talking about some fucking clothes or some fucking sports now listen to how dumb this is now if you ask the average kid the average black child 
what he wants to be. Nine times out of ten, you're going to hear either football player or rapper. This is the niggerization of black people. Nigga, how many people, how many, how many professional spots are there in the NFL? How many professional spots are there available right now in the NBA? How many professional spots are there in all of professional sports? At least all of the sports that our black children, our black boys are, are uh, interested in. Versus the population of black males needing jobs. See, when you look at the numbers, okay, when you look at the numbers, you realize just how dumb we are to let our children walk around with these pipe dreams in their fucking heads, believing they're going to be the next LeBron James. Statistically, more than likely, it ain't going to happen. But the mere fact we are orienting, at least mentally, our children are orienting, orienting themselves uh, towards this pipe dream. Towards this athletic pipe dream. What does that say about the adults? The niggerization of black people. Nigga, you sick. You are sick. Every time someone gets shot in the street, every time a black person gets shot in the street, we all want to go out marching and talk about social justice. Oh, black lives matter. Black lives matter. Let me tell you something. Common sense matters. Because again, a lot of these problems are a result of your decision making. Let's talk about some of the things we don't do. Now, we talk all this shit about the police departments, how we're mistreated. But yet, none of us, we're not really aspiring to become police officers. Why not? It's like uh, this whole narrative about not voting. On the one hand, you can say, well, I'm not voting because uh, shit never changes, which technically is not correct. But if you're not happy with the, 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 the pace uh, in change if you're not happy with its pace that's that's understandable you're definitely not going to get from me to support some fucking democrats because they ain't shit obviously not the republicans but this whole narrative about not voting it's not because of the ineffectiveness of voting in the past this whole narrative about not voting is just simply niggas being lazy and not wanting to participate in the political process. That's all that is. Let's just call it for what it is. Nigga, you just don't want to get out of your comfort zone and do anything political. Because you've been told that you ain't shit and your, your opinions don't matter. See, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to understand that voting in and of itself is not how can I say it that being political is not just limited to voting anyone with fucking common sense understands that but that's what the narrative suggests it really does okay 
black people are not willing to be political. That's just, that's just what it comes down to. You want a, a Dr. Martin Luther King to come back and save you, nigga. It's not going to happen. You lazy, no good, cotton picking nigga. It's not going to happen. It's the, this, this attitude of not wanting to vote, it's the same attitude that keeps us from even considering the possibility of invading these police forces, nigga, legitimately. It's this, oh, uh, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to become part of, I'm not going to become part of them. I'm not going to be part of the white man. The caca, the caca, this, the caca, that. But yet, you pay your taxes. These jobs are for you. The same police system that you are vowing not to join because you are so in touch with your so-called blackness. Nigga, your tax dollars support. Kind of senses that, nigga. Instead of looking to take control, okay, instead of looking to take control of these community resources, of these community power nodes, that's what they are. You run away from these uh, opportunities. You run away from power. Under the guise of, oh, well, you know, because I'm black. I don't want to join them. I don't want to be a part of them. Make it so it's not them anymore. 80 plus million niggas in this country. We can have our own shit in our own communities if people stop acting fucking silly. Everyone's crying because of George Floyd. George Floyd. What the fuck? Why the fuck did you have all those cracker cops on that police force in that community in the first place? And all the niggas in the community, they're paying the tax dollars. And, and hardly any nigga is benefiting off of the opportunities that come from serving in your government. It's your government. Nigga, you're not separate from this government. See, you niggas think you're separate from the government. Oh, that don't crack a government. That ain't my government. Bitch, you paying taxes? Every time you take your monkey ass in the mall and you buy some shoes, nigga, some food, huh? You want a pretzel, bitch ass nigga? Every time you buy some food, nigga, you pay your sales tax, nigga, you paying your government, nigga. It's time to stop making excuses. It's time to stop being lazy. It's time to orient ourselves towards taking over the institutions in our communities, period, period. Do away with this niggerization. Okay, now, so when you look at, no, you know what? I'm going to take a break. When I come back, I'm going to talk about uh, the average income of black families and how we can correct this problem as well because it's terrible it's terrible too right be right back greetings and thank you for listening to the barbershop during this quick break i want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution i don't have the financial support of the white podcasters people like joe rogan who's currently worth over a hundred million dollars I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques the racist society we live in in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people. This is a space where we can have honest 
conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate. This is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life despite what racist whites may have to say about it. Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media, film, television, and music, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people being independent from white people, this means being able to feed, educate, employ, and defend ourselves. Support the barbershop. You can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation. Now, if you don't support these values, and if you don't want to support the show, then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black Negro media elite. Thank you.
Aqualung, my friend, don't you start away uneasy. You poor old sod, you see, it's only me. Welcome. This is our fourth and last session. It's been a pleasure. What's so frustrating is it's so simple. Follow the four rules, you will be wealthier. Many who study finance say anyone can build wealth. Just invest early, invest in wide-ranging mutual funds, and save from every paycheck, even if you can't save much. Financial empowerment. The wealthier the household, the healthier the household. But too often, these lessons stay confined to skyscrapers and affluent areas. They don't travel to tables like these. Our financial history probably started with Grandpa. On this night in South Philadelphia. Yeah. Yes, we can. Veronica Ahiagbi and her sister, daughter, and grandson are talking about saving. I never knew anything about the stock market. Just know something is off. It's a conversation long overdue. I didn't know anything about financial literacy. Would you say you're financially secure now? I would say I'm on the road to trying to become financially secure. Yes. Mm -hmm. Veronica started on that road when she learned about Bridges to Wealth. First in a series. It's a program that provides financial literacy training for high schoolers in the city's lowest income neighborhoods. Well, it also offers sessions for parents and, in Veronica's case, grandparents. I had a fear, and it was real to me, that it was risky. Right now, I'm still the face and the voice. Dr. Keith Weigelt co-founded the program. I want to cover reverse mortgages. Among the adults, 95% are minorities. 70% are women who are heads of the household. And 96% who start stay with it. That's crucial, because in the United States, white families average 10 times the net worth of black families. What does it say to you that there is such a large wealth gap? Well, it says that there, there is lots of discrimination and all we're doing is offering education and opportunity. The wealth gap was wide enough before the COVID-19 pandemic, but the last two years have stretched it even wider. Those with means and jobs have been able to build upon their savings. Those without have had to dig in. 
The U.S. saving rate hit record highs in April, but most came from homes that were high income. 31% of black Americans reported losing all their savings. More than half reported serious financial problems versus less than a third of white Americans. Those numbers, past and present, I can spend all day make conversations at kitchen tables complicated. Veronica's daughter, Alexis. What can you do with frustration when you don't know where to point the finger? Her grandson, Daryl. $50 a week is like, you know, unimaginable. Some kid on the street, they wish they could get $50 a week. Of course, it's frustrating. But through Bridges to Wealth, the adults at this table have joined investing groups. Veronica's put her pension into mutual funds and built it up by 20%. Knowledge is the key. I'm not upset. We just want to have access to the same knowledge. It starts with conversations. The hope for Bridges to Wealth is to expand beyond Philadelphia, getting out of downtowns and onto kitchen tables. If you have any questions, let us know. So that many more can begin to build on lessons so simple. Maybe pass something on to the generations to come would be my uh, gift to them. Okay, I'm going to have to go. In Philadelphia. Thank you. I'm Matt Pearl. Welcome back to the show. This is your host, Cobra, and you're in the barbershop. I'm talking about the niggerization of black people. All right? The dumb decisions that we make to fuck everything up for ourselves. Things could be so much better if we just made better decisions. Um, and if we had a if we had a code of behavior, that's really what this comes down to. Having a code of behavior, uh, behaviors that are anchored in some cultural goal all right and ultimately our our cultural goal needs to be the acquisition of power okay so that we are no longer pushed around smacked around um by by the dominant society by racism white supremacy all right but on this episode i'm talking specifically about the things that we do to just fuck ourselves up in the game Okay, if you look at the average income of the black household, the average income of the black household, nigga, uh, it's around $33,000 a year. That ain't shit. Okay, again, a lot of this is because of the uh, choices that we make. You see, when you don't do well in school, which many of us, we do not do well in school, all right, when you get yourself you know, when you have a record, when you have a felony before you're fucking 18, nigga, um, you just take yourself out the game. And truth of the matter is, is that there are opportunities for you in this country to do well. But in order for you to get those opportunities, you have to you have to not make dumbass decisions. You can't have a record, period. You make it easy for them to exclude you from the opportunities that are actually there for you. All right? They can't no longer discriminate you and keep you out the military anymore. Nigga, you can go into the military. All right, you niggas that that are so infatuated with guns, all you gang niggas out there, huh? 
Oh, it's so tough. Oh, I had it so rough. Oh, yeah, so bad. Nigga, nah, nigga, we don't feel sorry for you, nigga. It's, a, it's an excuse. You can take your monkey ass to the military, get you some real training, learn how to fire a firearm the correct way, get some self-respect, nigga, and get yourself a nice check, get you some benefits, get you some health care, pull your bitch ass out of poverty, nigga. Don't give me this excuse about, oh, man, I'm not going to the white man's military. But shut the fuck up, nigga. That's just an excuse. Take your ass to the military. Get you some training. If you so black, if you so black, you'll be just as black as you were when you first got into the military once you get out. Don't give me the, well, if I join the military, I join my enemy. Bullshit. Don't give me that. That's some bullshit. That's some nigga shit. That's nigga logic. See, tonight, we're going to use cobra logic. Huh? We're going to use real logic, not nigga logic. Cobra logic. Cobra logic is going to help you. The nigga logic will keep you where you are join the military alright if you don't want to see no more George Floyd types of uh, incidents join the police force provide opportunity for you and your family and also uh, provide opportunity for more and more black people to control their communities guarantee you if you're in the military if you have a military career you're not going to be making a lousy 30 fucking thousand dollars a year same thing if you join the police force institutions in which we are desperately needed And let me just say really quickly, um, all of these ideas that I'm giving out tonight, all right, assumes, how can I say, all of the opportunities that I am advocating for black people to take up, all right, I'm doing so with the assumption that everyone understands and is following a code of behavior that is advantageous to black people. All right. So this is not me advocating for some nigga. All right. Some nigga that's infatuated with white people to join the police force or to join the military. What I have in mind is a black person that is following a code of behavior advantageous to black people joining the police force. Right, because if you have just some nigga that just wants to be white joining joining the police force, uh, that doesn't do anything from a community perspective. Anyway, it does not. It does not help the community out at all. As a matter of fact, it may be a bigger detriment to the community than a white for uh, than just some white person uh, joining uh, joining the police force. Okay, 
So the understanding is is that we're talking about black people having a code of behavior. All right. So that's that's the first thing. Have a code of behavior. Okay. So we're assuming that everyone has a code of behavior in which everyone is behaving in a way that is advantageous to black people. Everyone is behaving in a way that is anchored on an overall cultural goal. That cultural goal for us being the acquisition of power for black nationalism. All right. So that being said, you have all these institutions out there, the police department, the military, the school system. Where are the black teachers at? The last time I checked, most teachers make well above thirty thousand dollars, especially over an uh, over an entire career. See, don't give me this excuse about, uh, well, I decided to sell drugs because there were no opportunities. I didn't have nothing else I can do. See, see, that is another example of someone being niggerized. Even, you know, if it's by your own fault, which it never is, at least not all, the, not all of it, but uh, or if it's just by your own choosing. But bottom line is you've been niggerized because that's not true you've been lied to there are opportunities for you in this racist system but too many times we look for the easy way out we look for the quick buck we don't want to sacrifice we don't want to work hard Okay, and it start education is the front line. It really is. You don't have to go to college. This is not about going to some university. Nigga, get your hands dirty, nigga. Look into becoming a plumber. How about an electrician? See, these are these occupations are what form a community. You have to have plumbers in your community you have to have electricians in your community you have to have uh, builders in your community carpenters nigga like come on but no one is aspiring to be a carpenter no one is aspiring to be a plumber no one is aspiring to be an electrician nigga these nigga they get paid nigga how about being a truck driver, nigga? You ain't got to go to no college for that. No college is needed for that, nigga. Goods need to be transferred, my nigga. And they make well above $30,000 a year. You see, what I am talking to you about tonight, I'm talking to you about opportunities. The opportunities that are there, but that you may not see because your sight has been affected by the niggerization of black people in this country. To where you don't see the opportunities because you're just so beaten up by racism. Your mentality is fucked up 
by racism. Your mentality is fucked up from the hours and hours of YouTube videos you've seen of niggas doing nigga shit, holding wise of cash with their pants having ha uh, hanging halfway off their asses. Presumably, that cash uh, being gotten by doing some dumb shit in the streets. You've been niggerized by looking at all of the news clippings and all of the movies showing black people not doing shit. Showing black people begging. Showing black, uh, black people uh, acting as second rate and third rate citizens. So you don't have any expectations for yourself. You, uh, you've been niggerized because of what your mom has told you, digger. How your father wasn't shit. You've been niggerized uh, from your mom showing you how not to treat girls, how not to treat women, how not to act when you're pulled over by the police. Nigga, sit the fuck down. Nigga, if you get pulled over by the cops, nigga, don't, why are you, <sighs> these niggas, you get pulled over by the police. Don't jump out the car saying what you going to do, talking about your rights, nigga. That's why you're getting shot. See, this is uh, indicative of someone not understanding that they are living behind enemy lines. Nigga, you need to learn how to be calm, cool, and collected, nigga. And if, uh, you know, if uh, you being stopped was such an injustice, which it probably is, which it probably was, okay, then... You need to handle that by way of your lawyer. But we don't need no more niggas getting shot because they made some unnecessary sudden movements uh, scaring the white cracker cop, giving him the excuse to blow your fucking brains out. It's time to be smarter. Work smarter, not harder. Something like that. Have you heard that before? Work smarter, not harder. Don't make it hard on yourself. Don't make it hard on yourself, nigga. But okay, so we talked a little bit about the opportunities that are available for you to increase your income. All right, so you can get out of this cycle of poverty that too many of us uh, have fallen victim to. All right, and I'm and I've also tried to explain to you that there's never an excuse to sell drugs to your own people. It's never there's never a good excuse to sell drugs to sell poison to. Um, other niggas that have been beaten up just like you. Never an excuse. I would rather you go rob banks, all right, than to sell drugs and undermine other people that are in the same predicament as you are in this society. Like crabs in the barrel. It's the old crabs in the barrel effect. Okay, think about that. You don't want to be that crab in a barrel that's pulling down the crab that's trying to get out. And you definitely don't want to be that crab that's trying to get out, getting pulled back in. But that, in effect, that's black people, folks. That's what niggerization looks like. It's the old, it's the old crab in a barrel effect. That is what niggerization looks like. And we have to stop this behavior. Or there won't be no black people. Because we'll all be dead.
by a self-inflicted gunshot wound. Damn. You see that? You see, I haven't been talking about white people tonight on this podcast. No, I haven't. Because there are so many things we have to correct ourselves. Yes. See, I can talk critical about black people because I know black people because I am black. Huh? Yeah, I don't have to sugarcoat shit. You know what you are. You know your your nigga ways. I can call it out. And again, like what what prompted me to do this show was... uh, the incident that happened with George Floyd's niece. I don't know if it was some cracker that got, you know, that was made aware of their address and, you know, went out on a hit type of a mission. I don't know. Pop, that could be the case. But I'm assuming, because too many times before this has been the case, I'm assuming that it's just some random niggas out there shooting. All right. And this innocent little girl got hit uh, by a stray bullet. That's what I'm assuming. And if I'm wrong, then you know what? That this podcast is still justified because, uh, like like I said before, in the past, there are too many incidents uh, incidences of just kids, children being hit by stray bullets because dumb niggas are out in the street shooting at each other. Every every like several times a year in Chicago, you hear of just children uh, getting caught in the crossfire of bullets. Being shot out of niggas' guns. See, this shit has to stop. But it starts with being honest. So when I come back, I'm about to take a break. When I come back, uh, I'm going to continue this discussion on the niggerization of black people. Uh, I want to talk about some smart decisions we can make with our money. All right? Because part of us being niggerized we consume way too fucking much you're just a walking um consumption machine nigga just waiting for the next the next uh uh bit of goods you can buy from white folks all right so we're gonna talk about it when i get back barbershop greetings and thank you for listening to the barbershop During this quick break, I want to ask you to seriously consider supporting this podcast by way of financial contribution. I don't have the financial support of the white podcasters, people like Joe Rogan, who's currently worth over $100 million. I choose to podcast as an unapologetic black person for the benefit of black people. This is the only media property that critiques the racist society we live in in a way that's uncomfortable for racists and constructive for black people this is a space where we can have honest conversations about our thoughts and feelings without repercussions from the hostile racists who currently dominate this is the only space where practical and constructive solutions are given to black people to drastically improve quality of life despite what racist whites may have to say about it Now, if you support the idea of black people standing up and breaking the foot that continues to cast its shadow of oppression, then support the barbershop. 
if you support the idea of black people creating our own institutions, our own towns with our own businesses, schools, churches, and hospitals, our own media, film, television, and music, then support the barbershop. If you support the idea of black people being independent from white people, this means being able to feed, educate, employ, and defend ourselves. Support the barbershop. You can support by clicking on the support button at the top of the page and contributing a monthly donation. Now, if you don't support these values and if you don't want to support the show, then I'll quit doing this podcast and look for a lucrative deal from white people to give their talking points and support their narratives and sell out my own people like the rest of the black Negro media elite. Thank you. I never voted on my 
Everybody on the streets, motherfucker, trying to represent. Y'all real niggas. Y'all like staying independent, truth to game. Making money, staying true, and still in it. Some say we did it. They call us killers. Killers. Who we be? True niggas. Some say we did it. They call us killers. Killers. Who we be? True niggas. They call us drugs and drug dealers. What the fuck do they know? Once I jump, when they say jump. Just cause they done said something. Fuck that. I keep my hand on my chrome cat. And let it be on. Let it be known. If it's on, let it be on black. Cause see, my whole world is evolved around up my fucking tight hole. I'm like a time bomb. I'll be cool once a No gun. Only thing I have in this world is my balls and my word. I don't break those for no one. Niggas want me to fail. Some niggas want me to fall. But it's like me against the world. My back against the wall. Where money comes, that's when slices start coming. See, they don't respect a company because it's black. And it's owned by Pete. It was white. Everybody be running. See, don't survive. I stick to get attacked. I keep my plastic. Things get drastic. Get tighter than rush. I was trapped. See, my scotch want to know what makes silk. Mine tick. My mind click at the sight of blood. Why is that? Because ain't no love for People are gonna end up going to, going to prison over that bullshit. They you know, say so they go to prison. To, yeah, Look, I mean, you know, to, to ball out, to ball out for a couple of months and buy a bunch of shit you've always wanted. They're gonna figure out where that money went. You're gonna end up going to prison, right? You know, you're gonna ball out for two months, end up doing two years in prison. It's not worth it. White collar crime only amount to so many years. It ain't like mm-hmm. it ain't like you're gonna get a lot of years. Or nothing like that. When I was watching, uh, what's that? Degree, yeah. American Degree. Yeah. I was like, damn, I can do this and only get a couple of years. But I'm out here shooting niggas and shit <laughs> and, <laughs> and getting life and shit. Niggas out here doing life while we shooting a nigga. Where you can rob a nigga, and you can erase this when you want to. 
and get two years. Mm. But all I'm saying is, nigga, come on, be smart. How can they let us get PP loans where we can open our own company and y'all stupid ass niggas is not open up a company and then they give you unemployment and then you ain't never had a job in your fucking life. But you're going to get some money. There you have it. Crunchy Black, always a pleasure and an honor, man. I see you looking good. By the way, you look skinny. You know, it looks like you, you know, lost a little bit of weight. I lost weight? Looks like it. No, look it's all good. It's all good. You look healthy. That's what and I'm saying. I'm, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. I'm, I'm trying to, because Pauline ain't going to fuck with me if I ain't on my shit. Pauline mm. Juicy, and I, and I, me, I want to fuck with Pauline Juicy because they don't talk me a lot of shit. So if I ain't healthy and look like I got some shit going on, them niggas is not fucking with me, dog. The three since my tour, they told mm -hmm. me we got one show this year. Next year, we got a lot of shows. The shows that we already got paid for. But they said that we got one show this week, I mean this year, and I'm not on that show. I'm not on that show, and I know why I'm not on that show. Because I'm in the neighborhoods, I'm everywhere, and they think I got COVID-19. But I want Paul and Juicy to watch this. This nigga already almost died from COVID-19. I keep a mask with me, brother. Brother, <laughs> I keep a mask with me. Don't act like I'm, on, I'm against y'all when I'm 100% with you. Yeah, this is this is my new studio that I go to. They hook my clothes up, they finna do all my videos and all that. Vault 309. 309. Lucky. Lucky and Dan. Lucky and Dan. They they've been looking out for me since I've been in Peoria. There we have it. Until next time, Crunchy Black. Peace. Welcome back to the show. You're in the barbershop. This is your host, Cobra, speaking to you about the niggerization of black people in this country. You know, we are our own worst enemy. We really are. We do things that are disadvantageous to ourselves. We really do. Uh, I call it the niggerization of black people because that's what it is. Nigga, you've been niggerized. And niggas do nigga shit. Alright? Selling drugs to other niggas. That's nigga shit. Just mindlessly uh, shooting guns at other niggas in the street over bullshit. That's nigga shit. Uh, not wanting to participate in. Not wanting to participate in the institutions in this country. Under the guise that we're being black. That we're being rebellious. That we're being constructive. That's a nigga attitude. Okay? Pretending not to care about the politics in this country. Pretending not to care about what the leaders are doing. Um, not knowing about what the leaders are doing. And not trying to do something about it. Whether by hook or by crook. All, all those things. Those are, That's nigga shit. That's indicative of people that just don't give a shit about themselves. All this pipe dream living about uh, going off somewhere and becoming the next LeBron James and parents co uh, supporting this shit, nigga shit. 
okay? Um, niggas, the way we act in school, all right? How we view education, valuing what the fuck we're wearing as opposed to what we're putting in our brains, nigga shit. Not being able to read and write by the age of fucking 17, nigga shit. See this, see all, this is all nigga shit. Not learning a trade with our hands, nigga shit. Valuing being locked up like some fucking animal. Having that be uh, our entry into manhood, okay? That's nigga shit. Ah, uh, nigga, you ain't no man until you've been locked up. Yeah, it's that attitude. That's nigga shit. See, all that's nigga shit. All right, all that's nigga shit. Going around hating on rappers, uh, you know, put putting bounties on rappers and shit. That's nigga shit. Way too much nigga shit going on in the black community, and this is why we have the results that we have. Okay, this is why we have the results that we have. When you look at every major social indicator, black people are at, are at the bottom. Education, income, we're at the bottom. Healthcare, at the bottom. Okay, niggas are depressed. Niggas' minds are fucked up. All right, a lot of it is uh, because of the decisions that we make. See, this is your wake-up call. Cobra is waking you up. My foot is in your ass. I don't give a shit, nigga. You get offended. It's just because you know what I'm saying is true. Fuck you gonna fight white supremacy, nigga. Making these dumbass decisions. You can't. You're going to lose. That's why we lose. That's why we continue to lose. So, uh, I talked about the opportunities that are available to you in this country when you get rid of your your niggerized mind. And when you begin to think things through. Okay, you can see these opportunities when you think things through. In your community, nigga, you let white people take over your critical institutions because of this notion of uh, you being black and being rebellious against anything that you see as American. But yet, the ironic thing is, the ironic thing is, is that you're is that you are American and, and that you pay into this system. That's the ironic thing. But yet, you don't want to put yourself in a position to benefit personally. And from a community using this system. That's some that's nigga shit too. Okay? But uh so we talked about the opportunities that are available, nigga. Uh, all of the opportunities I mentioned, you have an opportunity to earn well over thirty thousand dollars, which is what the average black household is bringing in. Thirty thousand dollars is nothing. Okay? You will not fight white supremacy long term. You cannot undermine racists long term. Uh, we cannot undermine racists long term as a group. Earning some miserable $30,000, $32,000 a year in annual income. That ain't shit. You can wipe your ass with that. That's nothing. Military is open for everyone. You don't have a fucking record. Okay? You got the military. These are just the critical. Uh, occupations, all right? Military, um, the police force, nigga, you got firefighters. I didn't mention that one earlier on. The school system, nigga, teachers. Where are the black teachers at? Where are they at? Okay? Um, truck driver, 
distributing products, nigga. All these things, all these occupations are critical in a community uh, and they provide an income for you and your family. Off of which you can begin to build an economic base for your family and ultimately your community. Okay? Remember what I said before. All of these opportunities I'm talking about, the 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 people in these hypotheticals that are taking these opportunities are individuals that that are operating that are already operating based on a code of behavior advantageous to black people in which they are anchored in the cultural goal of acquiring power for black nationalism. All right? That's very important to I got to keep that getting that point across. Okay, so I'm not talking about some niggas taking these opportunities and continuing to act like niggas. No, that does nothing. All right. So ultimately, the first thing that we all need to do in ending this niggerization, all right, the first thing we need to do is develop a code of behavior. That's the first thing. But that aside, so we're assuming that the code of behavior has been developed. Okay. <coughs> These opportunities, nigga. So when you when you have, you're making a good income, all right. You cannot be just you cannot be a uh, just a walking consumption machine. That is not going to work. But this is us. You see, we consume so much because we have been told that in everything we do, we are lacking. So as a way to supplement for that lacking we buy things we have to have the best clothes we have to have the best shoes alright do you notice that black people you know we tend to be the best dressed you know we tend to have the best cars okay we're real serious about keeping our cars up but why are we doing this we are doing this because we are told that we're always lacking so our shit has to be better than everyone else uh, than everyone else's our clothes has to make up for how we naturally lack so our clothes have to be better than everyone else's okay but see this is also part of your niggerization because it's not true nigga you ain't gotta buy the most expensive clothes nigga same thing in uh, how you choose your, your mate a lot of black men believe that uh, you have that you know you have to have a certain type of partner in order to impress whites this is why many niggas aspire to be with white women see that's the niggerization of your mind you are fucked up you want to impress some white people because you've been told that anything that's black automatically uh, lacks and that includes black women so this is why a lot of niggas aspire to be with white women, uh, white women. They feel as if white women are their ticket to the next promotion um, or that white women are generally their ticket to success in life. This is some nigga shit. And this is indicative of a nigga that is dependent, uh, dependent upon whites. You don't want to be this type of nigga. You don't want to be a nigga that's dependent on whites because uh, to be dependent on whites is uh, is in effect you saying you're still a boy. You're still a boy. Like Nelly Fuller says, you don't have black men. 
You don't have black women. You have black boys and black girls. Little black boys and little black girls running around in these high-priced, expensive cars, nigga. The mindset of a child. Because you are still dependent on crackers. I don't give a shit how much money you make a year, nigga. You, you can be a $30,000 nigga or a multi-million dollar nigga. You're still a boy. You're still a little girl. Until you can develop your own shit, until you can compete with whites as opposed to being dependent upon your historical oppressors, you are still a boy. You're still a little girl. So, this is what kicking niggerization to the curb involves. It involves admitting it involves admitting these facts that are not necessarily uh, what's the word? Um, they're not pleasant. But yeah, it, it involves admitting that these things are true and um, involves doing things to correct the problem. Now, Stop consuming so much. You're you are not lacking. Stop consuming so much. You have to learn how to invest your money. Develop the mindset of investing. Develop the mindset of investing your cash. Invest in the stock market, invest in a business, invest in real estate. Your goal is to acquire enough capital to invest so that within 20, 30 years, nigga, you are a multimillionaire uh, three times over. This is very possible. You live in a capitalist society. Depending on the decisions you make, this is very possible. This is doable. Develop an economic base for your family, nigga. So that way when you leave, when you pass away, okay, your children start in a much better place than where you did. This is ultimately how you end racism, white supremacy, folks. Okay? Remember, in order for racism to work, you have to be able to uh, speak. You have to be able to think, speak, and practice racism. Okay? If you can think about being a racist, but if you can't speak it, if you can't pass laws, if you don't have the power to pass laws, and if you don't have the power to enforce those laws that are based on those racist ideas, then guess what? You can't practice racism. There is no racism. A group of people have to be able to think, speak, and practice racism. Okay? You can't, you can't have two out of three. Racism is practiced in thought, speech, and action. If you can't take action, you can't pray. Then you can't. There's no racism. When you take action, the thought and the speech is implied. You don't act without the thought, without the thinking and the speaking. All right. But you can speak like a racist all day long. But if you can't practice it, if you can't act on it, then guess what? Racism is all but dead. So in undermining racism, you black people, we have to be able to build our own shit. We have to be able to have our own institutions and we have to be able to participate in this country's uh, institutions as well 
and not just participate but we have to be players in this country's institutions this is this is why again I understand the whole not voting narrative but I from I know where it comes from it comes from a bad place it comes from niggas just being niggas and just not wanting to participate just because never mind some of the legitimate reasons why uh, individuals may not want to vote in a particular election but see, no, it's beyond that. It's just, it's just niggas just not wanting to participate. All right, looking for any excuse to not do shit. To put the to to put the responsibility on someone else to fix their problems. You, there will not be a savior to save you. I don't know who told us that lie. Uh, uh, probably probably some white person. There is no Moses coming to save you, nigga. So get that dumb shit out of your mind. Orient yourself towards investing. Orient yourself towards saving to invest. Orient yourself towards uh, compound uh, compound interest. Orient yourself towards looking for ways to make your money grow while you sleep. Orient yourselves towards multiple streams of income. Don't worry about buying the new Mercedes. Don't worry about buying the new uh, whatever the fuck people are buying. The new Porsche. Right, niggas like driving Porsches. Don't worry about, about buying that Porsche. Don't worry about buying that Jag. Don't worry about buying that Range Rover. Nigga, don't worry about buying. Nigga, don't worry about buying no exotic car no no expensive foreign or domestic car nigga fuck the rims all right fuck heated seats wait until you have yourself a nice bank account so that way if you're in a county if you're in a county with a majority of black folks and the public dollars for whatever reason aren't covering the the, the needs of the children in the school system the families can handle that. Wait until you get to that status. Huh? Have a bank account. So if your children's school system is fucked up, you can step in. You and other concerned parents can step in and give the children whatever the fuck they need, like how the white folks can do in their school systems. See, this is how you end the niggerization in the black community. We're trying to get away um, from the days of depending on some good white Christian crackers to help us. Fucking help. They're not helping you, nigga. They're just giving you a fucking song and dance. You sit here and you're happy because they're listening to you bitch and moan about your fucking problems. Hell, more than likely, they are the reason for your problems, you no good, you dumb, dumb, dumb nigga. But you don't want to see that because you want to drink their bath water. You want to be held and coddled like some little pet by these white folks that don't want nothing to do with you. And your niggerization now. Stop being a nigga. You know, I say that all the time here on this podcast. Stop being a nigga. 
And some people say, oh, well, you shouldn't say that. That's, that's uh, you know, it's, it's very foul. And yeah, Bitch, you're living in a foul system. What the fuck are you talking about? I'm talking about developing a code of behavior, undermining these crackers, whipping uh, the asses of these racists. And the only thing you could take away from my podcast is that I said nigga 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 see that that is niggerization too missing the fucking point nigga you live in a foul system nigga so I'm sorry if my language is a bit harsh that means you need to get the fuck out of here and go somewhere else oh and that you're not ready to fight racism white supremacy don't let me forget that we live in a society we're raising a bunch of punks we're raising a bunch of bitch ass niggas these boys are hitting these girls like they are boys themselves that's some bitch shit that is some bitch shit okay you women that are raising these boys first off do not buy the narrative of you don't need a man alright cause it takes two really it takes a village have you heard that expression it takes a village to raise a child but see this is the niggerization of the black parents women thinking they can do it on the, by themselves and see and, th and this is a narrative that comes from these white folks the white folks don't know what the fuck they're talking about yeah you being a nigger just because it's some white cracker bitch saying it then you want to agree with it you think it's correct no 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 this is why the sons are a little are acting like little bitches in the school systems all right throwing temper tantrums not discipline not discipline at all how the fuck you gonna have a, a good paying job but yet you have a fucking attitude problem you have a chip on your shoulder you can't be disciplined you can't sit still for 15 minutes how the fuck are you gonna hold a decent job see this is all reflective of there not being enough men present in these household in these households all right and the expectations being kind of low black children like anyone else can sit the fuck down for 30 minutes and not move and can open a fucking book and take some notes but yet I'm saying too many times we're making excuses for these kids turning them into little punks the real world don't work like that folks okay your children need to be disciplined your children need to learn that they cannot get they cannot have things the way they want them all the time you have to work hard to get what you want instant uh, instant satisfaction is not necessarily the norm it takes time instant gratification is not the norm it takes time alright we can't satisfy our urges every single time that's what we call discipline discipline is do, uh, discipline involves doing things that you don't want to do but that need to that need to be done that's discipline and even as an adult we have to work on our ability to be disciplined I guarantee you not enough women are having this discussion with their children especially with their boys that's why the boys are are acting the way they are generally speaking 
going around shooting a gun in the street just mindlessly shooting your guns all around nigga that's not discipline it takes discipline to be patient and find your target and get your target in as efficient a way as possible that takes discipline anyone can just fire off gunshots in the middle of a street nigga but there there ain't nothing uh, uh, there's nothing immorable about that that's some old punk shit. And then you hit some you hit innocent people, innocent children um, get caught up in the crossfire. That's some old bitch shit, nigga. That shit ain't, nigga, that's some old fuck shit. You niggas ain't tough. You niggas are little punks. Bunch of fuck niggas running around doing dumb shit like that, nigga. There's nothing uh, admirable. There's nothing cool about that at all. Fuck you niggas doing that dumb shit. Old raggedy ass niggas. You niggas are trash. You niggas are garbage. You niggas are filth. I spit on all you niggas. Uh, shooting guns, hitting innocent children. And I pray you fuck niggas, you no good, sorry, trashy, garbage niggas get what's coming to you. You niggas make me sick. You have children. I mean, that just shows you the lack of respect some of us have for our fellow black people. That just that, uh, folks, we got to get rid of this niggerization. This niggerization is serious. This niggerization is like a cancer. This niggerization is heart disease. Times ten, nigga. Yeah, you live in a system of racism, white supremacy. These racists, they owe you reparations. More than likely, you probably won't get it. They owe you reparations. Yes, you have police officers who are also card-carrying members of the KKK. These racists are infiltrating the police forces, uh, these police forces all over the country, nigga. Yeah, we understand that here on the barbershop. But what you also have to understand, you have to understand the things that you are doing to undermine your own shit. And we do a lot of things to undermine ourselves. We really do. And it takes someone with guts like your host who don't give a fuck. Nigga, I don't give a flying flippity fuck, nigga, if you don't like what I'm saying, nigga. Because see, on the barbershop, nigga, we, we we talk in truths. But it takes someone with guts to be honest and force you to look at yourself in the mirror to look at your relatives to look at your cousins to look at your no good miserable cousins that ain't doing shit that's part of the problem and to expose them and to expose their behavior that's why you listen to the barbershop you need me you need someone like me Because you ain't going to get it anywhere else. Because we are living in a politically correct environment that is detrimental to black people. And in the diagnosing of the problem that continues to fuck us up. Racism, white supremacy, obviously. But also, 
just the niggerization of ourselves the dumb shit that we do to continuously undermine ourselves and keep ourselves subjected to racism white supremacy folks you've been listening to the barbershop make sure you follow me at cobras underscore shop follow me now follow me on twitter at cobras underscore shop all right and leave me a message with your thoughts and or comments i'll play it on the next show all right till next time god bless so you can crumble fall in your ways so you can sleep at night fall in your Walk in your way, so you